0: Welcome to opening the door podcast join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I have with Shannon about manifesting. This is a topic we've touched on maybe a little bit throughout the podcast but we've never had really a dedicated episode to it so I'm excited to bring you guys Shannon and Shannon's perspective on manifesting and there is So much in this episode, as you can see by the timing, this is a longer episode, but I am telling you it is absolutely packed with manifesting tips, mindset tips, and we really get into a lot of big questions about the way reality is shaped. It definitely is a brain stretcher of an episode, even as I was editing it, my brain felt the stretch all over again, and this was recorded, you know, back in like the summer, so go ahead and listen to it more than once to absorb You know, any concept that you need to absorb more than once, I definitely feel like I needed to hear it more than once to sort of absorb and embody and take what works for you, as always. Enjoy this episode and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. Today, we're welcoming Shannon to Opening the Door. Shannon M. Quinn is a mindset and manifestation coach and teacher of transformation. After grappling with severe panic, anxiety, depression, and dangerously low self esteem throughout her youth and early adulthood, Shannon took charge of her own healing journey. Now, armed with over 20 years of experience, she empowers individuals to embrace the incredible power of their minds, enabling them to thrive and revel in life's overwhelming abundance. Shannon, welcome to Opening the Door.
1: Oh my gosh. I love the way you just read that. It was so like soothing and, um, sexy and beautiful. I loved it. I need you oh to like do an intro for me wherever I go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. I'll record one for you and you can just, uh, you know, rec- you can uh, hold it into the mic wherever you go. Love um, it. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, Yeah. So excited to have you on to talk about manifestation. It's a huge topic, I think in the spirituality space, in the energy space, in the witchy world. And yeah, really excited to get somebody on who's an expert in manifestation and can sort of tell us about the mechanics and, and, all the good stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm always happy to talk about this stuff. And and also just like talk about things that maybe people um, are confused on, etc. I try to I try to talk to people about that as much as possible. But there's a lot of things I don't know about. So I'm interested to see like what kind of things people have asked you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before we sort of jump into manifestation, can you tell us a little bit about your own spiritual journey? How did you get sort of the place that you are today in um, your manifestation and also in in any spiritual practice that you have?
1: Yeah. um, So I, for me, it's hard to even say spiritual journey because I feel like, I feel like the human journey is spiritual from day one. And I'm sure you, you know, dealing with what you've been kind of going through personally understand that. But, um, I, uh, as a child, as a young child, I had my face bitten off by a dog and had plastic surgery all over my face when I was four. And my father had the kind of job where we would move from state to state every couple of years. And every new uh, school we'd go to, I was called Scarface. Um, And then inevitably that formed a lot of my beliefs about myself and what I was capable of. I was labeled as having learning disabilities, quote unquote, because I think at the time, neurodivergence and uh, ADHD, all that kind of stuff wasn't recognized really. And so my parents didn't really know what to do with me and had me in therapy uh, very young. And that kind of progressed throughout my young adulthood into my adulthood, as far as being kind of drama, trying to keep people's eyes off me. And if I had people's eyes on me, it was either that I was bullying kids or getting kicked out of school, suspended that kind of, I mean, I went to so many schools. Um, and then that progressed um, into severe depression, anxiety, and panic. And my anxiety and panic it would kind of ebb and flow. I think there you know, there were some times when, um, it was extremely severe and then there were other times when I could kind of maintain a little bit. but throughout that whole thing, my self-concept uh, was formed by all these things that happened when I was younger and I had no self-esteem. I had no confidence in myself. I thought I was stupid. I I, I basically thought I was, uh, you know, not socially aware, not able to be like everyone else. And um, so my anxiety and panic just continued to get worse. And until one night I just had a, a breaking point. I was standing at the end of my parents' bed. It got so bad that I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I couldn't take showers. I was completely flooding my body with adrenaline all day, every day. Just panic after panic after panic. And, um, and I know a lot of people have that when they're getting their mediumship and their psychic abilities and stuff like that, but that, that wasn't the case for me, for me, it was just all in my head, um, at least so far. Um, and so I, uh, I looked up. I had already been put on every medication under the sun, and I and I support people on medication absolutely. Just for me, it felt like I was inside of a cotton ball. I'm a Pisces, and I can't. I need to have access to my feelings. Mm. Um, so I was just completely numbed out from the medications. Took myself off the medications. I was at the end, of, standing at the end of my parents' bed, like watching them sleep, embarrassed to wake them up and tell them how anxiety-ridden riddled I was but still needing to be like very close to them. And I was a full adult, like I was in my twenties. This wasn't like a teenage situation. And I was just like, Shannon, what the fuck are you doing? Pardon my French. Yeah, Um, no
0: worries. Swearing is
1: allowed. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) You know, you got to get a handle on this. And so I just started doing massive amounts of research on online and started to find out that, you know, hypnotherapy was the most successful treatment for panic anxiety and depression as far as um you know results driven goes it medication is not as effective as hypnotherapy i don't know if that's changed since then so i was like i'm gonna try this i called a hypnotherapist in the middle of the night left like a wackadoo message on her machine i'm sure she got that the next morning and was like oh god should i even take this girl on um but she got me in an emergency session and she changed my life because she explained to me how the subconscious works and how your mind works. And we did a session and I was changed from then on out. And I started focusing as much of my time as I could. Um, Now it's been 20 years of study, but I, on, on the mind, on mindset, on quantum physics, on basically anything and everything that I could, could find out about, how we shape our reality with our mind and with what we're believing in and thinking and focusing on. And then during the pandemic, I've always kind of coached people and guided people and taught people whether they liked it or not and then during the pandemic I saw that so many people were um sad and depressed and alone and I was like, "Oh, I'll get on TikTok. I have no problem talking. I'm a, I'm a talker." So I got on TikTok and started making little videos and then next thing you know people started asking me to coach them and three years later, I have a successful business and I love what I do every day of my life. So that was a long winded answer, but that <laughs> that was it.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. I love it. It's, it gives us such a full picture. And I think it's, it's really inspiring to see or how you illustrated moving through pain one, like, you know, anxiety that's a lot of pain that you were in, in in one way or another and moving through that and then moving into having a really flourishing successful you know business based on manifestation which I'm so excited to talk about and I, and you touched on quantum physics which I have a question in here about that because yeah um, it's really fascinating all the all this stuff I think um, spirituality and science can be so easily intertwined and and they are so close together they're like uh sisters, you know? So, um, I'm really excited to just like really, really dive into this. So what in your definition is manifesting?
1: Manifesting is basically, well, I guess we don't need to get into quantum physics of it all, um, in the moment, but manifest manifesting is a physical representation of something that you have created in your consciousness that's the, that's the simplest way that I can explain it. It's kind of like, um, I like to liken it to when you have a guitar and all the guitar strings and you strum the strings and you make a chord with those with the vibration of that, that matchup of you strumming it, is, it equals a vibration and that physically is something that you can hear. So you are doing something, you are thinking something, you're, you're doing something and you're physically hearing the manifestation of that thing, the vibration of that thing. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. I actually love that analogy. That's so cool because to me, the way you're describing it, it also feels very circular. I don't know why, but like, you know, just this sort of, you imagine holding a guitar on your lap or, you know, it's like here, here, I, I know what I want to hear, right? The chord, I do it and then I hear it. I don't know. I just love that. Ooh, yeah, so cool. no, it.
1: Oh my gosh. And, and, oh, we could go down a rabbit hole with that, but that's it. You know, with the tools that I teach my clients, um, in my toolkits and stuff, it's, it's the same as if you're saying an affirmation or an affirmation, or if you're scripting or anything like that, if you're seeing yourself write something out and you're speaking that out, and then you're hearing your own voice say it, and it's coming back into your ears. I mean, the power of that is tenfold rather than, you know, just listening to someone else say some affirmations, right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that I, that's how I, I, I think that's how I would define manifestation. I think the other part of manifestation that people get wrong, that really annoys me is that you're always manifesting. There's never a time you're not manifesting. If you are thinking you're manifesting. And I think a lot of people have this idea partially probably because of TikTok, but they have this idea that manifestation is kind of like a witch's spell. It's, that's not what you're doing. You're not like sitting down and you're not saying, okay, now I'm going to manifest. You manifest through what you are consistently vibrating at Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: thinking and focusing and feeling that's, that's what you're doing. And so if you're, you know, 90% of the day, uh, talking shit on yourself to yourself, but you had, you take 10 minutes in the day and you manifest, you know, you manifest or you meditate or you say some affirmations, I'm doing quotes, people, I'm doing quotes. You know, if you take 10 minutes of your day and you're doing that, you're, you're not going to get any results because 90% of your day, you're vibrating at a totally different level.
0: Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, okay. it does. So two questions that are sort of popping out of, of your answer here. You know, there might be somebody listening who might have intrusive thoughts or really anxious thoughts. Yeah. Um, So are those things, and I think there's a lot of fear around
1: like maybe manifesting
0: those things into existence. What are your thoughts on that?
1: So you can manifest, uh, I, hate to, I hate to tell you, but you can um, manifest negative things, but don't be scared of that because it's very easy to turn the tide. It's very easy to first of all what I tell every one of my clients is you're in the driver's seat. You are not reacting reacting to what the world is giving you. You are the creator. So in any moment you are not a slave to your feelings and you're not a slave to your thoughts. Thoughts are all thoughts are you know intrusive thoughts, black thoughts, any of that. All that is is programming you just have to reprogram. And so don't get disappointed in yourself when you have this, You know, let's say you have an intrusive thought of like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. Oh my God, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm, gonna die. I'm gonna die. And you're thinking that all the time, let's say you're hypochondriac or something, right? Which is what I used to be. And you're thinking that all the time. If you get scared every time you hear that and you give that feeling, you're signaling to your brain that that thought is still important. You have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And the only way that your brain says, hey, I want to keep this is, is whatever thought you have feeling with. So you're, you're taking in mass amounts of information all day long. You're processing. No computer in the world can come near the processing power of our brain. And so we're taking in all this information. And if we have a feeling, whether it's a happy feeling, a sad feeling, a fear feeling towards a thought. Your brain goes up, grab it, hold it, glue it in. We got to test it out a couple more times and see if she still feels this way. And then it it brings it up to you again. It brings that same thought up to you. Oh, you're going to die. And then you feel that same fear again. And your brain says, oh, this is still important to Shannon. Let's keep it in. And it gets locked in. There's actually a glue in your brain called neural growth factor that actually glues in that thought. And the only way to get rid of that thought is to not... Give it feeling, allow it to come up. Don't be afraid of a thought. A thought is just a thought. Allow the thought to come up and say, you know what? Thanks for working for me, brain. Love you. Love what you're doing. But I'm not interested in that. I'm actually interested in thinking about how freaking awesome I am and how healthy and amazing I am. That's what I'm going to think instead and not give it the feeling. It's fine if the thought's there. Let let the thought go. It's fine. And eventually your brain's going to go, oh, she's not paying much attention to this anymore. She's not giving us the feeling. And it might take 10, 10 more times, might take 50 more times that it brings it up to you. But if you keep not giving it feeling, eventually it will take that neural growth factor off and it will go away and it won't be there anymore. So never fear your, your, your thoughts. Does that mm. help?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a really important thing for people to hear. Um, So yes, wonderful explanation. Uh, My next sort of question within the definition of manifesting while we sort of get our building blocks going before we sort of dig in is what can we use manifesting for?
1: If you want to have the life that you're dreaming of, you want to keep manifestation in the forefront of your thoughts. Because if you're always knowing Hey, what I'm investing in is what I'm creating. What I'm investing in is what I'm creating. What I'm investing in is what I'm creating. If you know that consistently, you are using it. What you're using it for is creating vibrationally the life that you want to live, the life that you want to experience. This is a life experience, so you are creating that with what you're consistently focusing on and. So, you, so you're using manifestation, whether you want to or not, right? You're always using it, like I said. So I want you to think of it like you're breathing, like you're sleeping, like you're eating. That's what manifestation is. Manifesting is just, it's a, it's a normal thing. Oh, here's here's a way to explain it. Here's a way to explain it. So for you, you lived your life, right? And you had the spirit world right there behind the door, behind the door it was always there right but you hadn't opened that door to allow that to come in and flood you and 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 change your i mean how much has your life experience changed haley since you have said i'm actually going to embrace and harness this power that i have it's I mean, changed how-
0: tremendously yeah.
1: yeah yeah you think about you think about the many many we have the exact same amount of electricity on the planet right now that we ever had. We don't have more now. We've had, we've had the same amount of electricity thousands and thousands of years ago, the same amount of electricity was on the planet. We just learned to harness that power. And that's what I think we're in right now. We're in the early colonial times when it comes to manifestation. We're in the Ben Franks time. Ben Franks is tying the key to the kite But before that, there were people that were speaking on electricity that were, you know, trying to make coils and and things to harness electricity. And this is something I I think about it a lot, actually, which is kind of weird, but I'm very moved by it because I am imagining what our future is going to be like when people harness manifestation the way that we now harness electricity when people actually understand their creative power and use it, we light our whole houses, we light our whole lives, everything is built by electricity on this planet. And one day, I believe that once we learn to harness our creative power, our our innate power within us, that our lives will be lit up by it just as much. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally. And I I completely agree. I think something that I've really been noticing and realizing and thinking about lately is how powerful our minds and bodies can work together and how much power we really have in like creating and experiencing. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, there's been definitely like this huge realization. So I totally agree. I think there's so much more as human beings in these bodies, what we can do. And yeah, I'm really excited to see like it take off and, and where we can get in the next, you know, 50, hundred years. Cause I think, yeah, it's going to be totally different.
1: People are start, they're, you know, they're starting to get used to it. I think, I think manifestation is such a cheese word. I, I like, I wish I could come up with a word that doesn't sound so freaking cheesy because I, I actually don't like calling myself a manifestation coach because I, I feel like it, I feel like it doesn't encompass, I I try to say that I'm a transformation teacher, but unfortunately when people Google or look up, I won't come up, but I I would rather call myself a transformation teacher because um, I think there's so much negativity around this word of, you know, manifestation, even though it's just a, it's just a word that it's just telling you what something, what is happening, you know, an action Mm -hmm. that is happening. But I, I definitely believe that the idea of manifestation is becoming more and more and more and more mainstream. I mean, my favorite manifestation book, which is the master key system, everyone, everyone read this book. Um, it's actually a lecture, um, but it was written in 1912 and it's a lecture that Charles F. Hanel was giving. And it's a really boring book as far as, as, um, You know as far as like getting you know having something that's a page turner um but what's in it is is the it's the most important manifestation book that you can read as far as i'm concerned i there is not i mean i have read almost every one and that one is very cut and dry it's a lecture to college students telling them your mind creates physical reality and and that's it and you know so that's 1912 we're we're in 2023 so we're in the early colonial Ben Franks tying the key to the, the kite. And then hopefully sooner or later, we're going to be in a place where, yeah, your, your mind and your body. I, I'm very big into uh, using your body to understand whether or not you've activated. Um, And I can talk more about this with you if you want, but, but your feelings are the most important thing when it comes to Whether or not you're turning on something or turning it off and your solar plexus, which is, you know, the creative, most beautiful part of your body, um, your solar plexus, when that's turned on, I mean, you feel giddy, you feel excited. I mean, when you were a little kid and you had, your mom said your friend could come over, you'd get that feeling right there, that giddy feeling. And that is, that's a creative moment within the physical energy of your body. Um, And so I'm, I totally agree with you. I guess that's a long-winded say, a way of saying I, I agree that it's body and mind uh, connected.
0: Yeah, for sure. So cool. Yeah. So maybe we can get into a little bit more. I think I think this next question will kind of cover it, but I would love to talk a little bit about vibration, which you've mentioned a few times. Um, but so let's get into sort of the mechanics of it. How does manifesting really work in the mechanics of it all? And this might be where quantum physics might might pop in. So feel free to give a a nice f- full answer if you feel like you need to.
1: Yeah. So, well, I mean, with quantum physics, for the most part, I'm not, I'm not a quantum physicist by any shake of the stick, but I, I understand it enough to know that on the quantum level, which is the tiniest level that you can think of, right. They, they know now that, a, an atom, you know, when we, when we were kids, they explained an atom, like these, you know, these kind of, uh, circles, circles that all went and then there was like a little center in it. And now we know that an atom is 999.999 empty space. It's just energy, right? And the tiniest 0.00001% that isn't energy, that is actual matter, right? Doesn't stay in reality. They know now that it's only, it, it bops in and out of our existence. On the quantum level, when they're looking at an atom, which is what we are made up of, which is what the chair you're sitting in, the computer you're looking at, every single thing that you, in our lives, is just things vibrating, right? Vibration of energy. And on the quantum level, on the tiniest level, if you look at an atom, the majority of it, the majority of it is consciousness. It's energy. It's not physical matter and the physical matter that is there which is like nothing basically but the tiniest little dot doesn't even stay it leaves it goes somewhere else and comes back now that they know that like that is mind-blowing if you really wrap your mind around that we are and we can talk about this if, if you know if you want to get into quantum leaping and quantum jumping but our bodies, and we're so focused on the physical. we're so focused on what we're seeing in front of us, but our our entire existence is consciousness. It's energy. It's not physical, and it's hard to wrap our minds around that. It really is, and I and I get that. I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it, but oh. Um, and we're so affected and we're so reactive to what we're seeing physically. And so one of the keys to manifestation is to not trust what you see, to not trust, not pay attention or trust the physical thing that's in front of you, because that is the tiniest bit of your existence. It's a dot, is in comparison to this vast amount of energy that is your existence, this consciousness, this amazing consciousness that's your existence. Does that make sense? hmm did I even answer the question?
0: Well, oh, I- yeah, let me get into it. Let me I'll maybe ask a little bit more specific. But yeah, I love that you described that because yeah, it like it hurts my brain to listen to what they're starting to learn in terms of quantum physics, like all of that stuff, even as you're talking about it, it like my mind is just like, what the fuck? Where does it go? Like, you know, like all these questions that that come with it. And yeah, we do feel very Rounded in this reality or very, like, I don't think stuck is the right word, but it feels so it's, it's, it's very real, like everything around me, like I can feel it, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that that was an important sort of building block for you to explain for us about the, the mechanics of manifesting. So okay.
1: mechanics. Okay. Wait, no, yes. Yes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I totally, I told um, Haley before we started, I was like, please rein me back in because I really fly off the handle. So you got to, you got to keep me in in a, in a tight space. (laughs) Um, So the mechanics of manifestation, I, if I were to say it in the easiest way possible is you bring into being what you are consistently vibrating at the vibrational match so I, I explain this to people in many, many different ways. Like the guitar chord uh, one is, is an easy one because that is vibration, right? When you're strumming, strumming strings, they are vibrating and that's making a noise, right? So if you want to hear a noise, you know that that vibration will make that noise. Another way of looking at it that I explain to people is a radio dial. And I didn't come up with this. I don't know who came up with it. It was probably a manifestation teacher um, that I took this from them a long time ago and I have no idea who it was. Um, but basically the radio dial explains it perfectly because if you're on 89.9 and, and that's that's what you're vibrating at, right? That's what your frequency is when you're tuned into 89.9 on the radio. You can't, you know, you're listening to heavy metal. Let's say 89.9 is a heavy metal. It's like, uh, crazy music right and you're like and you suddenly want to listen to the oldies you want to listen to like old doo-wop you know like real cool like 50s music but that's on 101.1 you can't be on 89.9 and expect to suddenly be hearing 101.1 that's crazy talk that's absolute crazy talk you can't expect that you need to turn the dial you need to turn your frequency your vibration to 101.1 and once you are tuned in quote unquote tuned in you can hear 101.1 you can jam to the oldie station but there's a turning of the dial you can't just bop over there and you can't just you can't just say hey I want to I want to I want to hear this and just automatically think that that's what what's going to happen because it's not you have to vibrationally match that thing does
0: that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. So if we're talking about, let's say, let's just use the example of like, I want to manifest the life of my dreams. That that feels like an easy example. So changing, it seems like for you and your sort of thought process around manifesting, it's really about changing your vibration to match that vibration of wherever your dream is is vibrating at. Does that sort of make sense or-
1: Well, there's there's a couple different steps. It's not, the turning of the dial, there's steps there. There's steps in the turning of the dial. Um, The first step is your self-concept. Every single person that I work with, that's the first thing we work on. Um, Simply because your self-concept is built. So a a self-concept is basically who you believe you are, what you believe you're capable of, and how you think other people see you and perceive you. That's your self-concept. But unfortunately your self-concept is built upon all this crap, right? All the crap from my childhood. It's built on me getting my face bitten off. It's getting me calling me Scarface. It's me getting kicked out of schools. It's me being self-conscious, not, you know, not being able to date anyone because I was so self-conscious, being, being uh, having no confidence, thinking I'm stupid, getting in fights, like all of this stuff that built a, that self-concept, feeling uh, powerless, you know, all of these things that built a self-concept that I was living every day. Those were my belief systems. Those were the things that were locked in that I was believing in until I learned about the rules and changed my self-concept and changed my beliefs, which takes time. It does take time. Um, It takes a little effort in the beginning, but then once it's changed, you're good. (laughs) You're good. It's easy, (laughs) but you do have to put in a little bit of effort in the beginning you know, once, once that's changed, then aligning, just, just vibrationally aligning with what you want. So you said change your whole life. That's kind of a big, big, uh, um, (laughs) subject, but if, but for instance, if you would say, um, you want to manifest a romantic partner, right? What I would tell you to do is I would say, and this is provided we've worked on your self concept. Um, because most of the time, uh, people who can't, people usually can manifest certain things and can't manifest other things. So usually like they can either manifest amazing health for themselves and money and success in their career, but they suck at relationships or they can manifest awesome relationships and, um, a healthy body, but they're poor. You know, it's always, there's always one thing that they've just, they got to work on. Um, and so when I have clients that are wanting to, manifest a healthy amazing awesome partnership with someone uh first we look at their self-concept we look at okay you know what, what do you believe about love what do you believe do you believe that there is actually someone even out there for you do you believe that you deserve it did you have parents that were always fighting did you have violent you know violence in your household did you have divorce did you what were the movies you watched over and over when you were a little kid did you watch movies where maybe the story was that it was two best friends and the two best friends end up together. And is that your, now your story? Like what, you know, what did you learn and what did we have to unlearn? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing I would say is what are the main feelings you'll feel when you have this relationship? Are you going to feel sensual? Are you going to feel confident? Are you going to feel safe? Okay. So whatever the main feelings are, now you have to, your job is to feel those feelings all day, every day, as much as possible, without the thing. The thing comes later. That's, that's where the quantum part of it comes in. Remember, 99.999999 consciousness, tiny bit is the physical. So you need to fill that 99.99999. With those feelings and then that physical thing will manifest quote unquote manifest or come into physical being when it vibrationally matches what you are vibrating at so you need to if you want to feel sensual take take a bath every day look in the mirror and you know when you're taking a shower just feel like I love myself start loving on yourself the way you would want that partner to love on you. You know, if you want to feel confident, find what, what ways do you feel confident it doesn't have to have anything to do with a relationship what ways do you feel confident feel as confident as you can in your day-to-day life feel relaxed feel calm feel safe find find what those things are cuz it's never the thing you know when you're you know when you're wanting to be a millionaire when you're wanting to have the relationship when you're wanting to it's never the thing it's the feeling you're going to get from the thing that's what you're chasing so know what those are and feel them ahead Set. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. it makes, it makes so much sense. One question coming out of this is sort of, it's, this is a kind of a quantum question, so we can feel free to like, be like, I am i don't know. But so we have like some general things that are true for like all of our realities. Like the fact that me and you are both, we're talking through zoom, zoom exists for both of us, <laughs> our, our phones and computers, however you're recording and I'm recording exists for both of us. So I guess my question is, are, is there some sort of collective consciousness that is sort of manifesting these physical things that are true for all of us? Does that make sense? The, so that all, of this,
1: all of this at this point is theoretical, but right. but in my understanding and my belief is that we have many, 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 many versions of ourselves. So this version of you that's vibrating as you and this version of me that's vibrating as me and the people who are listening to this podcast are in, we're all in the same kind of reality. Um, And do you, can I, can I go into um, quantum jumping in this, in this scenario here? Yeah, sure. Yep. Okay. So, um, because I think it's, I think it's important for people to understand this. So we, let's say you're vibrating super high. Let's say you are meditating, and you're just having the most amazing meditation. And in within that meditation, you are vibrationally shifting, right? During that time, you could quantum shift to another, any of those bazillion infinite realities, right? Those infinite planes, you could shift to those into that version of yourself. But whatever you're consistently vibrating at is what you're going to be. So you'll shift right back out of it. Just like when you strum the guitar, it it will make that sound, it will vibrate that sound for a little bit and then it's going to just, it's going to peter out and then you're back to silence again, right? Because silence is what you're consistently doing. If you're consistently strumming it, then you're going to consistently hear that vibration. So my second biggest annoyance, I would say, my first biggest annoyance is when people think manifesting is an event. Uh, manifesting is always happening. Second biggest annoyance is the quantum shifting uh, narrative on TikTok. I, it will drive me to drink. I tell you, I go on there and I see stuff and I am like, why are you teaching this to people? But- mm. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And I think there's a time and a place for all of it. I'm sure 20 years from now, I'll look back at what I'm saying today and be like, wow, I've grown so much. So it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. But there are people on TikTok who teach, you know, you pour gla- water into one glass and then you pour it into another glass and you're going to quantum shift. Or they'll be like, step into the showerhead and then step out of the showerhead. And that's how you quantum shift. Or they'll they'll be like these girls and they'll be like, I woke up and i looked totally different i i changed the way i looked i looked totally different i quantum shifted i quantum leaped and i'm totally different and i'm like yo that's not how it works if for some reason she did wake up she you know she will she will shift her realities yes but she'll go right back to whatever she continuously believes whatever she's continuously vibrating at so i look at it like a subway rail and i don't know if you've seen my um my video on this but this is the best way that i can explain it So let's say your reality, the reality that you're living right now, you and I, is you wake up, you get on the subway, and you're going to the same destination every day because that's what you're vibrating at. You get on, you go. You get on, you go. It's the same trajectory every day on this subway. But let's say you decide you're going to start shifting the way you vibrate. So maybe you get off at a certain stop and you take a different rail and it goes somewhere else. That is quantum shifting. We do it all the time but you're never going to stay there you're never going to stay on that line unless you are consistently unless the loudest voice in your head unless the the full vibration of you is that other line you'll always get get off the stop and get right back on the original train because you cannot stay in a reality that you are not consistently vibrating at does that make sense yeah am i explaining that okay to you
0: Together? Yeah, no, definitely. It's so funny that you mentioned the cup uh sure. manifestation. I I just saw a video on TikTok and she was like I wouldn't suggest this type of thing like I did it and just like parts of my reality are different now and like and and all this stuff and I was like yeah, it just feels so it feels almost like one an event like you described like you know, you do the cup thing, you drink it and then and yeah, there's no vibrational shift, which feels so um, like a building block of actual manifestation.
1: Um, well, here's a, so here's yeah. a, you can get deeper on that because if she truly believed it, if she on on the fundamental level truly believed that what she was doing was doing that, then yes, because she would then you know if if she truly believed hey this is going to really work this water thing this is really going to work and she fundamentally believes that pouring the water into the two different cups is going to shift her and she continued to believe that she would yes a- absolutely shift but that's not going to, that's not going to happen because you have beliefs. Like I said, you have those thoughts that are going to continuously come up. And unless you have some sort of crazy shift in your reality, where you are no longer going to be thinking those thoughts anymore and no longer believing those, you know, once you pour that water, you no longer believe those other thoughts, then, you know, you're going to end up with the same reality, whether you pour the water in a cup or not.
0: Right. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, since we're on the quantum shift, quantum leap Track. I'll sort of skip to that question. We'll come back to a few of our other ones, but yeah. So this is a the quantum shifting, the quantum leaping is a big uh, talking point on TikTok and how a lot of people sort of do, you know, wanting to make gigantic shifts almost overnight or maybe in a week they've changed their life. Can you, you know, speak a little bit more to that type of process and what uh, what is a quantum leap or shift and you know? is it possible to do in such, you know, these short amount of time that people are really talking about on TikTok?
1: You're always quantum shifting. Always. You're doing, you're doing it all the time. Just in this conversation, we could have, we could have done it 20 times. Um, It just, it matters about what you're vibrating at. And sometimes you're going to be vibrating with a completely different reality, but you're not going to stay there. And that's, and that's what I really want to Get get deeply into your brains. Mm-hmm. Is you will not stay in that other reality. So there's a reality where everything you've ever wanted comes true. You have the person you want. You have the money you want. You have you know uh, the kind of body you want. Everything. There's a reality there for you with that. There's another reality where maybe seventy percent of that stuff comes true, and thirty percent you have some horrible crap happen. Then there's another reality where you are a, a crazy drug addict, everything wrong happens to you get hit by a bus. There's another. you know, I mean, it's all there. It's all there. Right. And if you look at it like branches on a tree, right, you're taking these, these little rights and lefts down these various branches on a tree that are going to take you down the path to X, Y, and Z. So in this moment that we're having this really cool conversation, you, a thought might come into your head, and in that thought, that might shift you, this conversation that we're having right now, or anyone listening, something could come to you and fundamentally change the path that you are now on, and you will eventually vibrate with whatever uh, amazing life that it is that you want to live. But that's why I said it's it's about your beliefs, and it's about your what you're consistently thinking, the loudest voice in your head so if you're if the loudest voice in your head like for instance when i wake up in the morning every single morning it doesn't fail i say i'm expecting and receiving good news within the next 24 hours i say it every morning and every single day without fail something good happens i am that's a twofold i am putting out the intention that I wanna experience that, right? But then my reality is then different because I am looking for what's the good news. What's the good news today? What's gonna happen? I'm ready, where is it? What is it? Oh, I can't wait, I can't wait to see what it is. And so I'm vibrationally aligning with good news. I'm vibrationally aligning with the good shit because I'm looking for it and I'm intending it. Does that make sense? Every reality, so I'm, because of the way that I'm vibrating, my reality is kick-ass. It could get even more kick-ass as I, as I progress, but my reality is kick-ass because I am consistently vibrating at that level. I am consistent. I am repetitive. Like I invest in the good shit and I get the good shit back. And so that's the reality that I'm in right now with you talking. But if I invest in other things, I could shift while I sleep, while I'm walking, while I'm talking in this conversation, I could shift into a really crap reality that sucks. And if I continue to give that energy and I continue to vibrate at that frequency, then I'm trapped in that stupid yucky one and I don't want to be there. So that's why I'm very cognizant of what I'm investing in. But the great thing is, is it gets easier. There's momentum behind what we do. So it's, it's takes a lot to to shift you out of that reality into a different one. You know, um, it takes, it would take something very, usually like a death in the family or something will throw people off. And then, you know, then they're they're kind of in that mode of like death and sadness. And if they don't get out of it after a certain amount of time, that they can start to kind of live in a different plane or a different reality. It's usually just extended time is what, you know, extended effort, focus, time, feeling that will shift you to the various, many different realities that we have available to us.
0: Yeah. Wow. Do you think we ever, like, if we're thinking sort of reality stacked on each other and there's lots of different versions of us, and do you think we ever interact with those other versions of ourselves in a way like do our since it's sort of like all these different versions of us do our thoughts from maybe like a higher vibrational reality and a lower vibrational reality like am i ever receiving those thoughts in my current reality
1: well i think that because time doesn't exist um i think that it's possible theoretically it's possible that 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 higher version of ourselves is trying to shift us for our best, you know, possible experience. I look at life like, hey, this is we're supposed to understand the meaning of of like what it is to be a human in this life experience, right? And and maybe uh like Dolores um what's her name? Dolores Cannon? No, Dolores. Yeah. She's she says that, you know, you live on other planets. So like after this life you live on Mars or you live, you know, in in some The Pleiades, or whatever, Um, and I like that idea because I do believe that we have many um, choices to exist in many different ways if we want to. And I believe in this specific one as a human in this life experience. It's about enjoying ourselves. It's about enjoying and not and not taking everything so effing seriously, and not getting caught up in the shit that doesn't matter. Like enjoy the moment, enjoy your life. How much life can you squeeze out of the moment and so in that sense i think our guides you know whether our guides are ourselves are are a higher plane of existence but i but i believe for instance i believe i'm in a very high high plane of existence right now and i'm not talking to my other like i'm not saying hey you know like i think it all kind of exists at once but I will say our consciousness is, is vast, and it, it could be happening. I also believe that when we dream, we, we cross over into many of those different. I think we fly all over the different um, existence existences, um, even non-human existences and realms. Um, I definitely think that we experience multiple uh, realities when we're sleeping because we're not taking in all that information through our eyes um, and we're allowing our brain to go into delta and theta. And that's, I think we don't, we haven't even scratched the surface of what happens when we sleep.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we're getting like all, all in the big, all in the big Ooh. stuff. I love it. <laughs> so much to think about. This is definitely a, um, a brain structure of an episode. So I love that. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring us back into our, our question mode here. Um, are affirmations a big part of your manifesting toolkit? Cause I think a lot of the time people sort of pair those two together, manifesting and affirmation. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, are you, sorry, are you talking about my actual toolkit that I sell? Yeah. Like
0: what you in, you know, yeah. Like, or yeah. your own manifesting or, or what you work on with clients are affirmations sort of
1: part so of So I have, I have, I have a toolkit. It's called a toolkit that I, okay. that I offer. <laughs> um, and, uh, I actually don't have affirmations in that toolkit. Um, I have, aff- I guess you could call them lofty questions or affirmations. I call them my whys, um, I don't know who exactly invented them. They could be. It could be either Mind Valley. I think came up with lofty questions, and then Noah Saint John came up with affirmations. But they're exactly the same. It's that you're asking why instead of stating the I am. And really, at the end of the day, if you know there, there could be a day when you're feeling really into it, and you're saying your affirmations or your whys or whatever it is that you're saying and you're feeling it, remember it's about the feelings, your your emotion, energy in motion, your emotion is turned on in that moment, then yeah, do it. But if you're just reading something, if you're just reciting something and there's no feeling, you're wasting your time. So you could say it a million times, ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, you can, you know, you can program somewhat your mind with repetition, like the ABCs. Um, If you say them over and over and over again, there's no feeling really involved, but you are through repetition programming. So you could program your subconscious with an affirmation, but as far as manifesting goes, like short-term, no. I I use those specifically if I want to get into the feeling of something. Like for instance, right now, I want you, you in this moment, say, say like, why am I such a badass? Why am I so awesome? Say, say the same. Why, why am I so awesome? Say why, why am I such a total badass?
0: Why am I such a total badass?
1: Why is my podcast literally going to blow the F up? Say it.
0: Why is my podcast literally going to blow the fuck
1: up? Yes. So in those moments, like when you say stuff like that, you start to feel, it's like funny, right? Yeah. No, like I definitely had like total feeling in my like chest moving up through solar plexus. Yeah, totally. Exactly. So that's the point. The point is to feel something because that is, that means you're vibrationally aligning with it. You're feeling good. And it's so important. You know, there's all these, these, these affirmations out there. There's all these, I, you know, I am strong, I am powerful. But if you're saying that and your mind is saying, no, you're not. And, and you're doubting yourself, then that's not doing anything for you. The good thing about asking why is when you say, why am I so powerful? Why am I so strong? Even if you don't consciously believe it on a subconscious level, your your brain says, oh, she's asking me a question. I like a task. I'm gonna figure out how, how she is powerful. Let's go find a way. And your brain will find ways that you are powerful to prove to you that what you've said is true. So that's why I like asking the question more than saying the I am do i say the i am's as well yes i do both um but if i want to feel the feelings i like laughing i like joy so i try to ask the silly questions like why am i so hot why am i so amazing why do i have all the best friends in the world you know why do i have the best community why is this podcast so fun like i love that feeling rather than i am so powerful i am so strong i have so many friends like I just, I don't like that as much, Um, but I do, I, it's not that I don't use them. I do use them. My, I would say my toolkit that I sell, and then also just tools that I give to my clients, they're, they're, they're all there just to make you feel something. That's it. And you get to pick and choose on the day, how you're feeling, which ones you're going to use to get you aligned with what you want. And that's it.
0: Amazing. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I love that tip. I think it's, it's unique. Like I hadn't seen that before I saw your content and I was like, Ooh, really fun. Like I just, yeah, I love it. Cause it really does like elicit a feeling. I feel like I'm still feeling some of the feelings that I had when you were like leading me through this. So very, very cool.
1: Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And, and the thing is too, like you can write some down, but really in the moment, just asking yourself whatever, you know, just like what you were asking about, do you think your higher self talks to you or your guides or whatever spirits are, are with you and helping you? Like they might give you an idea of some things that you need to be so the trail that you need to be going down um, to get yourself energetically aligned. And I think you can even ask that before you go into your wise, like what are the wise that I need right now to energetically align? And maybe that divine guidance will come from your guides or, or from whoever it is that works with you. So I think it's very powerful.
0: Yeah, love that question. I'd like to prompt yourself to ask, do you have any examples from your own life or clients' lives that you can share that sort of illustrate the power of our minds and manifestation?
1: Yes. I I could probably write an entire book, but I the first I would say the first like 24 hours that I even learned about uh, manifestation, I manifested a couple thousand dollars um, that came in the mail that I had no idea about that I was was not expecting at all. And that tends to happen to people when they first learn about manifestation. It, it Usually they get some really great things in the beginning and then the doubts come in and then they kind of, it peters off. My clients have manifested usually within the first few weeks. It's Uh, new jobs, job, new job titles, salary increases, romantic partners. Uh, I have a client that manifested a house recently. Basically, the, the one thing that I've noticed the most is how many people around my clients that notice and say, come and say something like, what's different about you? Something's different. What's going on? That kind of thing. Um, I have, I, I probably have about a hundred personal like manifestation stories, but I'll, I'll tell one that's one of my favorite ones. I, I'm from LA, so I have a lot of like celebrity ones, but this one, this one's, um, this one's one of my favorite ones. So I had, I was a big fan of this band when I was younger. This was a long time ago. I was a big fan of this band and I worked at a, at a salon and we would put this band on in the salon all the time. We would listen, we would listen to it. And we'd all jam out to, you know, their stuff. And back in the day, like, normally I would fall in love with the band and I would like look them up online to see what they look like, like who's the hot guy, who am I crushing on in this band, whatever. And I didn't for this one band. And I had, I mean, I had done it for everyone else. And so many years later, I was at, um, I was at my parents' house visiting them in Florida and I was about to go back home to L.A., and um, i was visiting them and my mom said oh your father wants you to come in and watch some tv with him or whatever and i said okay so i went in and he had they had those channels where it was like hundreds of freaking channels so the top like the top level of the channels was all just like these concert channels so it was just concerts and um so he said hey actually i cold cold plays on on tv and i was like coldplay so i walked in and i was like that's not coldplay dad my dad didn't know and um and i could tell it was like you know, these, I, these Irish guys and they were in Belfast playing and I was like, who is that? And I was like, I have no idea who this band is. And it was like mass amounts of people. And all of a sudden I hear them, the song start and I go, oh my God, this is this, you know, this is this band that I'm obsessed with that I love. And I never knew they were Irish. How did I not know that, you know, as an Irish chick, how did I not know that one of my favorite bands was Irish? And um, my dad didn't really care about my excitement, but I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And that was basically it. I just, I literally looked at them. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe that this band is Irish. I love them so much. Blah, blah, blah. Next day, I fly home to LA and um, I meet up with some of my friends and we go to Soho House and we have a like a group of us that go to Solo House. And we walk into this group of people and they're all they're all sitting um and at this time I knew about manifestation I had been studying manifestation at this point for like 10 years so I was very very aware that things happen all the time and uh I walked in and and I'm being introduced and um I said yeah hi I'm my name is Shannon and this guy right next to me he goes Shannon that's an irish name right in my ear and I I didn't even look I literally like he was right here and I didn't even look I didn't even look I just went yeah, I know exactly, I know exactly who that is. Like I did, I like literally didn't even need to turn my head because I knew it was the lead singer of that band. Um, and it was, it did and hung out all night, became friends, totally great. Holy shit! But it, but it, you know, it was, it was just one of those things. One of those moments where I said, like, I, I fully manifested this within a very short period of time, just by giving it love. Like it was love and attention and like you know I loved this band my my other Ryan Gosling one I don't know if you've heard my Ryan Gosling one it's so funny so I I worked in this salon and it was across from New Line Cinemas and they're they're totally defunct they've shut down now but they had this um you know they had all their offices right across from where I would sit I was a little receptionist and I would sit in my in my at my little desk and it was in Beverly Hills it was across from the ivy and all these different restaurants so it was kind of like a trendy place in beverly hills and i was sitting there and it was all glass from floor to ceiling and i was looking into this guy's office every single day this guy's office because it was just directly across from me and he had this massive picture of ryan gosling on his wall from you know it was a new line movie that he had done called um fracture and so the whole picture was his face it was like this huge face and i wasn't like into him or anything i didn't think he was attractive or oh, that changed but i i didn't think he was attractive <laughs> Or, or anything. I was not into him. But I stared at it every day. I stared at it, stared at it, stared at it. And then one day I got a call and, and the guy said, yeah, I need to make a, an appointment for Ryan Gosling to come in. And I said, oh, well, that's hilarious. Okay. And he came in and proceeded to be one of the most interesting, amazing men I've ever met in my life. I mean, in our salon, we had celebrities like all the time that was just like normal. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But he out of many, many people was probably one of the most amazing and i know that he came in out of all the salons in los angeles he had never come to this random salon and out of all the salons in los angeles like i know he came to this salon because i was just like vibrationally staring at his effing face all day every day and he ended up being so cool like um he asked me about what kind of music i liked and i told him about this jazz place i went and he showed up with his mom i invited him he brought his mom showed up with his mom we became friends he started djing at my other friend's place um, we'd sit and smoke butts. We used to smoke cigarette butts uh, outside on the stairs. Like I, I had such an amazing experience with him. He's uh, he's just one of my favorite people probably ever that I've ever hung out with. And that was all I know. I manifested that unknowingly. There's passive manifestation. I should probably say this, actually. There's passive manifestation. And then there's intentional manifestation. Passive manifestation is what most people are doing and they don't realize it, right? that's what we're doing day in, day out. If you are aware of manifestation and you want certain things, that's different because you're physically, mentally, emotionally aligning yourself with things. But I passively manifested that because I was just staring at his big giant face every day. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's amazing. What cool stories. Oh my gosh. That's, That's so cool. So can we, if we kind
0: of want, I don't know if we have like a thought Or I'm trying to think of this sort of passive manifestation. Can we put, let's say somebody wants to move to Boston for some reason, can they put a poster up of Boston on their front door every, you know, on their front door so that every morning when they're leaving the house, they look at it? Like, does that type of manifestation work? Or would they have to pair it with some more intentional manifestation too?
1: So, passive manifestation doesn't work for things that you want. Um, because that that's, that's different speak Be- because when you want something, you create resistance by wanting it. So it won't come to you because you're like, I want this. And so you're putting this, that's why vision boards are really rough. Like I love vision boards. And if you want to just say, I love this stuff and I'm not holding on to it with a grip. I'm not saying I need this stuff. I just love this stuff. I just appreciate this stuff. If you make a vision board and you look at it every day and you, you just love it, it's not a big deal. You just love it then yes, that's passively manifesting. But if it's something you really want, there's resistance there that's gonna be created unless you start vibrating that like you already live in Boston. You've mm-hmm. got to be vibrating like you already live in Boston, like you're already packed up, you're already moving. In fact, I would say get rid of start getting rid of your stuff, put start putting some stuff in storage, start looking um, at apartments in Boston, look at jobs in Boston, uh change your entire wardrobe so that it fits with Boston weather today it's hot. I'm in Boston. Um, But you know, it's, it's, it just, it's just one of those things where if you want something badly, and I, and I do think it's important that everyone knows this, because this, this is why you're not getting, why the thing isn't showing up. If it's not showing up, if you've been doing all the things and thinking all the things and it's not showing up, it's because you create resistance by wanting it so badly. Think about a guy you know, if you like a guy and you start like showing that you like them and they like run for the hills. And it's like, it's because you have this this lack energy, this, this suffocating energy and the, everything in your life works exactly the same. So when you want something really bad and you're saying, I want it, where is it? It hasn't shown up yet. Where is it? All you're doing is manifesting more of, where is it? More time, more of it not being there. So you really have to align with the feeling and just go through your day with those feelings and not think about the thing not think about what you want just align yourself by being instead of doing right you want to be the person that lives in boston you want to be the girl that has the guy that she loves
0: I like that what you're saying is we, we, you know, we want the thing. It creates resistance, which I totally agree with. If it's like when you want to fall asleep so badly and you get frustrated, so you can't fall asleep. Like that's the type of feeling. Exactly. And I think <clears throat> I just love that you're mentioning that, um, like manifestation is really paired with action. I use this example so many times in the podcast, but it's like, if you just like light a candle and say, I want more friends, but you never leave your apartment you're probably not going to meet more friends, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So just like, just reminding people that manifestation is really paired with action. I think is just like a really important thing.
1: I think there's a caveat though. I So I would say, I would say inspired action. I would say, mm-hmm. I would say action in that way because there's many people that I've dealt with through coaching. They get caught up in the doing and they forget about the being. So if the inspired action is is you being, you know, it, let's say you want to be a confident hotty piece of shit, right? Piece, piece of shit. You want to <laughs> be, be a hottie piece of ass. You want to be like supermodel walking down the street. And that's you, you're being that with your actions, with the way you're talking, with your posture, with all that, Right. That's being. Doing would be, I'm going to do 100 facials. I'm going to work out 100 times a day. I'm going to count every single calorie. That action ain't going to cut it for you, okay? The the being action of feeling the feelings of being this hot, gorgeous, in-demand, wanted lady walking down the street is going to do oodles and boodles more for you than the doing. And that's where people miss, I think. So the inspired action, the other way you could say it is, let's say there's a river. I like to say this. So there's a river and you've said to the universe or source, you've said, Hey source, I, you know, I would like to go, go here. I would like this to happen in my life. And that's the destination and the water's flowing and you're supposed to just get in the water, put your hands behind your head and whistle a happy tune. And go down and flow with the water you're supposed to flow and just receive 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 but what most people end up doing is they get in the water and then all of a sudden they think they know the best way to get to the destination. and so then all of a sudden they're grabbing onto rocks and tree branches and they're trying to go the opposite direction of which way the water's flowing because they think they know better than source Instead of just letting it go, instead of just saying, this is where I want to go, I'm believing that this is where I'm going, I'm in the flow, inspired action, let's do it. You know, you could swim, you could float, you could do, that's inspired action. Doing is grabbing onto rocks and trees and trying to trying to get to a totally different place than where the <laughs> river's taking you. It's going to create resistance, it's going to be uncomfortable, and you ain't going to get to where you want to go.
0: Mm. Oh yeah. Such a huge, just a huge difference that I'm I'm like right now having like almost like a little bit of trouble differentiating. But I think once I listen to this back and edit, I'm going to be like, yeah, it makes sense. And it totally makes sense. And then in my head, I'm like doing and being feel very close together. Am I, am I wrong about that? They, they feel close. Um, but the way you're describing them are truly different. So I really appreciate you sort of.
1: Yeah. So let me, let me, cause I want to make sure you get this. So, so for instance, being, Um, if I say to you, this version of yourself, right, this, this, the highest possible version of yourself, and you think about her, right, you think about her for a second. And I say, what is her posture like? What does she feel like when she wakes up in the morning? How does she view herself? How do other others view her? What you know, what does she put her focus and thoughts on throughout the day? What kind of foods does she like to eat? What does she like to dress herself as? How does she feel when she gets dressed? What does she look like and feel like as she's walking around or getting into her car? It's not, right, that's being. So if you were hooking into those feelings and feeling those feelings ahead, that's you being ahead. That's you being. Doing, on the other hand, is like what I was saying before. It's, um, it's you thinking you have to buy the BMW ahead because you need to be driving the BMW. And so you need to fool people into thinking that you're that girl because you're driving the BMW. That's doing. You're um, you're getting into the apartment because you want people to think you're that girl. You're not worrying about who she is, how she's thinking, how she's feeling, what she would like to do with her time. Instead, you're thinking about all the doing, all the all the extraneous shit that means nothing. Mm
0: right? Getting the Botox,
1: all all that stuff. It's all, that's all because you've come up in your head, right? The doing, if you come up in your head, this is what she looks like. And then you go out and get Botox and fillers and all the kinds of stuff, which I, if that's what you want to do, I'm not judging you. I'm just using it as an example, but like you think in your head, this is what she looks like. So I'm going to go, I'm going to do all these things instead of allowing, instead of tuning my vibration and being her now, being yeah. her and making those decisions as her. It's like you're an actor in a play, right? And and you've been given the script and you are acting it out, but you're also the director. You're also the producer. You're everything. You've come up with all the angles. You know how to live this script. That's That's what being is. It's like mm-hmm. method acting. Method actors, I mean, they will you know, if, if they're playing a drug addict or if they're playing, you know, someone who's very sick or whatever, they, they won't eat. They, they won't talk to people. I mean, they get method. Um, and it's because they are being that character day in and day out so that they can give that performance. Is it dangerous? Yes. But, um, but that's, you know, that's what they're doing and it it works. And a lot of times those are the people who are getting the Oscars. Those are the people that people are talking about because their performance is so good. Because they have, you know, continuously been that character day in and day out. They chose to think like that character. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yes. Yep. That's yep. In- I don't know why. The second time around that made so much more sense. <laughs> good, 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 yay. How can someone who's listening right now, they're feeling really inspired, how can they get started on their own manifestation journey?
1: First things first, work on your self-concept. I would say make sure that who, you know, figure out who is she or he, you know, who, who am I? Am I, am, you know, who do I want to be? What is this person? What do they look like? What do they act like? What do they talk like? What do they believe about love? What do they believe about money? What do they believe about life? Do they believe the universe is a, is a, an abundant blowing up with abundance and prosperity place? Or do they believe in that, that it's lack? Do they believe that things never work out for them? You know, figure it all out. Have fun with it. Like, have fun figuring out who it is that you want to be and the kind of life that you want to live. And then critically look at your beliefs and critically look at you know some of the things that come up in your you know do do an observation type of thing. I I have a um a, like a manifestation manual and one of the lessons in there is um, called the observer. And basically, when you play the part of the observer, you are observing without judgment and without feeling the, the continuous thoughts and things that come up um, so, so that you can do this work. Uh, and it doesn't have to take months. It can, it can happen so quickly, but you do have to put the work in and you have to reiterate it and you have to know that when the limiting thoughts that don't match that self-concept, the new self-concept, when those thoughts come up you you have to know to just not give them feeling and not give them very much attention because it's not you know a lot of people want to dive deep into shadow work and i'm not that i ain't that girl i think that um i think it's important to deal with trauma and i do think it's important to know the, your your shadow self and then say bye and don't put any attention and feeling into it because if you do in my mind what i teach is that it ain't going to be helpful for you <laughs> Um, so I would say, figure out your self-concept, figure out what, what's holding you back, get, get rid of it little by little, plant new seeds. And just like what I said, figure out exactly what you want and what are the corresponding feelings? What are the corresponding feelings with what you want? Find out what they are and feel them in any way you possibly can. That's with, you can, with music, dance it out, watch good shows. I'm, uh, I'm revisiting the nanny right now which is literally one of the funniest shows of all time. And because I'm watching that I'm energetically on a high, on a high level. I'm not watching murder mysteries. I'm not watching documentaries about people getting murdered. Like I am sitting here watching the nanny and hysterically laughing. And so vibrationally I'm aligned with a life that is joy filled because that is what I'm choosing to do. So what I would say is figure out what the feelings are, and and feel them as much as you possibly can. That is that is if you master that one thing, you will be a master attractor.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it.
1: Love it. We did talk about some
0: myths already that you've busted throughout this episode, but are there any other myths that you would like to dispel about manifest?
1: Um I mean those are the those are the main two. I think there's a lot of discourse about the law of assumption that I've kind of changed my tune on the law of assumption is basically, it's not one of the laws of the universe. It's the laws of the universe are set. Law of assumption is one brought about by Neville Goddard. And it's basically assuming that you are one with everything and that everything is you pushed out. So that would mean like, you're not actually interviewing me right now. You're interviewing you. And I am you pushed out. You're asking me questions and you're answering the questions as well. And I'm answering the questions in whatever way you want me to, that kind of thing. So that's what the law of assumption is. But I think it's misconstrued a lot because I have studied Neville Goddard a heck of a lot. And um, I think that what he mostly was teaching was that we have the power to create our reality and you have to assume that what you want will come. You have to assume, walk through your day assuming, just like I said, I wake up in the morning and I say, I'm gonna receive good news. I'm assuming that I'm gonna have good news throughout the day, right? So that one, there are some Neville Goddard fans. They're, they're fangirls out there and they've come at me. I, I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten to arguments with them, but I've, I've, I I've literally have stopped now. I'm just like, go ahead and say whatever you want. But um, that's the only other thing that I, said, like, would say did bother me, but it doesn't bother me now just because if they're misinformed, they're misinformed. I'm not going to, like, fight with people about it. But I do think that the law of assumption is important. It's just, it's not necessarily what everyone thinks it is.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I have one last question. It's a classic opening the door question that I ask everybody. I'm going to change it up a little bit based on your knowledge base. What can someone who's listening right now do in their life to open their door up to their natural manifesting and abundance energy?
1: Love as much as you possibly can. Follow your joy. I I honestly believe that the more you tune in to what you love, the more that opens your entire universe up into this, this whole different life. Even if it's just, I love that tree, I love the way my dog is sleeping on his bed right now. I love the taste of this macaroni and cheese. Just noticing, just perceiving what you love will open the door.
0: Beautiful advice. Where can listeners find you if they want to learn more about you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on TikTok. Uh, You can find me on Instagram. And you can find me on Pinterest. Hopefully I'll have worked on that a little bit. And I... Probably going to be doing a podcast at some point, And you can find me on YouTube as well, but most, and threads now, threads is a thing now. Threads, Yeah. <laughs> um, but m- mostly I, I always tell people to go to my Instagram just because my TikTok is my biggest following, but I, I don't supplement that as much as my Instagram. My Instagram stories are where I like talk to my peeps. And ask my people questions, and actually have discourse and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I would say go to my Instagram and and hang out in my stories is probably where I'd like people to go.
0: Amazing! Thank you so so much for being here, Shannon, and answering all of our questions and getting into the deep stuff with us. I think people are gonna absolutely love this episode.
1: Yay! It was so lovely. Thank you so much for asking me to come. It makes me feel so good. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.